this is episode number 97 and today I'm talking all about fermented foods. Welcome along, I'm Nicola Smith, your personal trainer, nutrition and lifestyle coach. Now each week I bring you an education or inspiring message to help you unlock your true health and well-being and ultimately help you lead a life that energizes and inspires you. Now today's show is brought to you by our online boot camp. It is kicking off very soon and I can't wait to bring it to you. Five weeks, all the tools you need to transform your health from your living room. It's a community-inspired event where we're doing it all together. We have leaderboards and prize givings and some really wicked prizes this time around. And so check it out at foreverfitonlinebootcamp.com. So today it's fermented food day. So if you have been following me for a while now or just even into health and wellness or reading magazines, you'll know that fermented foods are all the rage right now. And everybody's talking about they're switching from coffee to kombucha, serving up lunch with a side of sauerkraut or a breakfast smoothie with a bit of kefir inside it. And some of you may be thinking it's just another food trend and that it's it's part of kind of just a craze at the moment. But the, it is gaining popularity and it is a really good thing and I think it has been, it's, I, I don't, I think it's a, it's a craze word at the moment, but it has been around forever. Like in India, they, they serve it up all the time, China, Japan, it's always part of lunches, it's been around forever and so just because it's hot right now doesn't mean that it's a craze, it just means that it's gaining popularity and I think it's gaining popularity because of all the different key messages that are out there in the old nutrition world and so people are pushing it more so it's it's becoming, it's coming out of the woodwork so to speak and it's getting more of a um, more of a common phrase so people are understanding its powers and so fermented foods they're just not a new subject but there are some huge amazing beneficial um, nutrients within them and consuming fermented fermented foods is something that I think all of us should be doing and something that if you aren't doing you might may want to start introducing it so a brief history about fermented foods and where they've come from is they go way back to our ancestors diet and evidence suggests that fermented foods of wine and beer, yes, those two are fermented foods, dates right back to 7,000, 8,000 years ago. There's evidence of fermentation in the making of breads and dates even earlier. That bread, that dates back even earlier. So the process of fermenting is not only used to weigh preserved food, but it's also used to support the intestinal um, health and overall health as well. So you may have picked up some fermented foods or heard of kimchi or sauerkraut, but there's lots of fermented foods out there. So pickled things like cabbage and cucumbers and carrots have been around for a really long time. And things like um, back in, in Asia, they dating back centuries, various cultures would consume foods like fermented turnips, eggplants, onions, and pumpkin, and they all play a huge role in the diet still today, and you still see them as well. 
in ancient India, they also have the refreshing yoga drink, lassi, which is consumed as a pre-dinner beverage for its probiotic quality, which helps get the body and the digestive system ready to consume foods. The Romans consumed sauerkraut, and the Bulgarians ate a huge amount of fermented milk and kefir, while the Ukrainians also enjoyed raw yogurt, sauerkraut, and buttermilk as their traditional diets. So depending on the culture and the food fermented and the process differs, but it's really evident to know that it's amongst all of them and it's this way of preserving and enhancing the nutritional profile of food is deeply rooted in tradition and unfortunately over time with advances of technology and food and manufacturing, fermented foods went out as microwave TV meals came in and we got more fast food. So pasteurization replaced raw milk and yogurt and even the process of soaking and sprouting and fermenting grains is no longer kind of commonplace. So now when you hear about, you know, that you should soak your nuts and your grains before consuming them, it seems really, really odd in a modern world. But this is traditional practice of making food more digestible, more nourishing for the body. It's helping um, make the foods more digestible and... It's a much better process in it. Like I said, it's not new. So what does fermenting actually do? Fermenting takes place when the food is submerged into a salty brine and the harmful bacteria is destroyed within it. But the healthy bacteria like lactobacillus survives. And this is an essential bacteria for the healthy gut and creating a great environment for you to be able to digest food. So lactobacillus then starts converting the sugars, glucose, fructose and sucrose in the food into a cellular energy and the metabolic byproduct of this is known as lactic acid. And lactic acid is what helps preserve the food by creating an acidic environment that gives the product its classic tangy flavour which many people can't smell but it does take a bit of time to get used to, and it also gives it that kind of smell as well, particularly with sauerkraut and things. So the lactic acid produces the important digestive enzymes, amylase and proteins, and these enzymes become active as you chew and you help like pre-digest the food, which is really beneficial, particularly for those who are, of us have, who have digestive issues. So the macronutrient profile of the food is enhanced, and these foods become alive and dynamic, and they make them real living foods, making them a powerhouse of probiotics, vitamins, and minerals, and incredible for your health. So the overall health benefits of fermented foods, all is like all the good bacteria and the probiotics within them, and they also have a pretty desirable product, like a pretty desirable product to include in your diet, because when you have these in there, it also helps enhance the other foods you're consuming too so I you know you have a tablespoon of sauerkraut with your breakfast and you're getting in all this incredible vitamins and minerals and digestive enzymes and it helps you also break down the other food as well and so here's a list of some of the health benefits that you may experience through eating uh, fermented foods or starting to include them into your diet so they can increase the nutrient profile so As I mentioned earlier, the lactic acid of fermented foods enhances the level of important nutrients, including vitamins K2, A, B, and C. So depending on the type of food utilized, 
cheese curd, for example, is a great source of vitamin K2, which is linked to the prevention of arterial plaque buildup and heart disease. And so these can also be seen to help ex, um, help exhibit cancer-fighting properties and may also reduce the risk of things like prostate cancer too. So vitamin C is found in sauerkraut, and this is integral for strengthening of the immune system and helping to fight infections. Not only that, it helps. it's made up of collagen, which is essential for strong bones, skin and joints, and can protect us against cancer and heart disease. Vitamin A will also help produce healthy skin, protect against infection, and help give the immune system a boot. So while vitamin B is essential for producing energy from the food and our brain and the brain function and digestion as well, so heaps of really good beneficial nutrients within them. So not only is it about the nutrients, it also helps restore gut health as well. So the health of your gut will be directly affecting your ability to fight disease and you're only as healthy as what you're able to digest and absorb. So it's estimated that up to 80% of your immune system is located in your gut. So the lactic acid in the fermented foods promotes the health of growth of healthy flora within the intestines and the probiotics within the fermented foods aids in the production of antibodies and plays a really crucial role and developing the mucosal immune system located in our digestive tract. A healthy gut means that you have a robust immune system and that you're better equipped to fight invaders against all sorts of disease. And not only that, there is evidence to suggest that gut health could affect allergies, inflammation, autoimmune disorders in the body as well. Another thing that it helps with is balancing stomach acid production. So too much or too little stomach acid has been associated with digestive discomfort, which is experienced by heaps of people, and fermented foods can increase the acidity of the gastric juices when you're producing the hydrochloric acid by the stomach, or when it's been um, decreased, the amount that you're able to produce. So when the stomach produces too much of the hydrochloric acid, fermented foods protect the stomach and the intestinal lining from damage. Typically when we age, we see a decline in the production of the digestive juices and the enzymes in the stomach, but, and this can then affect our ability to digest food, hence why there's a reason, hence why a lot of people experience discomfort such as abdominal pain and bloating, especially once we get older. So by including fermented foods like sauerkraut and pickled vegetables or um, kombucha, you're able to help your body make up for the loss and bring our stomach acid back into balance. They also help with detoxification, so helps helps with the build-up of toxins in your system, and when we have too much toxin, this can have a really big effect on our health. So during the fermentation process, good microorganisms help break down nutrients in the food and create natural chelators. Chelators are small molecules that help bind to toxins and heavy metals and helps draw them out by removing them from the body. So if you started to include some fermented foods in your diets, it's important to introduce them really slowly and not a whole heap at once. So this is due to their powerful detoxification abilities in the body. So just starting with a, a teaspoon for one meal per day, and then you add in another teaspoon another day, and you're slowly building it up. I tend to have about, it's kind of like a chunk, so... I'll I'll put I'll have it in three meals per day, and that'll be about a couple of tablespoons 
with the meal and it gives the meal a really good fresh flavor for me and it helps bring it alive and I'm, I'm rotating what it is sometimes it might be kimchi sometimes it might be sauerkraut sometimes it might be some kombucha it's some sort of probiotic food is around a meal for me and again like I said but you need to build this up and this has taken time for me to get there and now I, I feel it when I don't have it in my day and I'm like oh I really need some of this life that I get from those sorts of foods so too much you may experience some pretty strong sort of detox systems but you need to just give your intestinal microbes a chance to adjust to this new environment that you're creating for them. Another thing that helps is it helps inhibit the growth and destroy pathogenic bacteria as well. So we have bad or pathogenic bacteria which are often sensitive to acidic environments making it really hard for them to grow and flourish in your system. So during the like European thyroid fever epidemic of the 1950s, fresh sauerkraut was seen as an effective agent for killing off the um, typhoid bacteria. So recently in Germany, researchers have discovered a particular strain of lactic acid found in sourdough bread can be extremely effective in destroying unwanted microbes. So although the studies in, the, in this period results were showing that the strain of the bacteria can quickly destroy the superbugs and help have them become resistant to too many antibiotics. So as we gain more and more knowledge about the power of good bacteria with our health, we're seeing more and more ways that the state of our gut continue, contributes to our overall health and that a dysfunctional gut microbe can impact us in many different ways. So it can affect your behavior, it can affect your gene expression, it can increase diabetes, autism and obesity as well. So the challenge for us is to optimize the healthy bacterial population in your gut and help nourish the body to fight invaders that are capable of causing disease. There is some word of warning before consuming fermented foods. And there are some downsides in consuming them, particularly those that are commercial made. And this is often that they've got high amounts of added sugar or salt. So lots of fermented foods you purchase at the supermarket have been pasteurized and cooked at a really high heat, which defeats the purpose. And this kills off the good friendly bacteria and it just makes it just a whole pile of cabbage, <laughs> rotten cabbage. So consuming fermented dairy products do not always contain live bacteria as well. So this is like your yogurts and things. You want to be consuming those that have the term live cultures on the label or get a full nutri nutritional benefits of, to be able to get a full nutritional benefits of them. So look out for products that include added sugars or flavoring as you'll see these have a huge amount of calories and also don't also don't have the proper amount of probiotics that could be in there. So the most savoury foods such as pickles, kimchi, um, good quality miso from fermented soybeans and sauerkraut contain pretty high amounts of sodium as well. So try stick to low sodium products if you are purchasing them or just get into making them yourself as well. So you want to control the amount of salt that you're having in your diet so this is where it comes down to often a lot of these store-bought ones are using salt like white table salt so just the pure sodium but when you're making it yourself and you're making it from home and using Himalayan salt you're bringing in all the other nutrients from that salt as well and it's much better 
form of food for your body. So Himalayan salt has over 72 different minerals in it, whereas sodium is just sodium. So you want to make sure that you, are, again, know what's going into your body. So do be aware of the types that you're buying and find out how they make it and what sort of salt they're using and check that there's no sugar added and all those sorts of things. The more we get educated about the food and how it's made and be diligent in your purchases, the more you're going to be taking more control of your health because often you might try something like this and then you're like, oh, that didn't work or that was useless or didn't like that, but it could have just been the quality that you've been buying. So the fermented foods that you should incorporate into your diet, as you can see, there's some pretty amazing benefits from including them in every day. And while, yes, it's really trendy at the moment, it is for a good reason and it's not just a craze. I think it's just because we're getting more educated about good quality food and there is a real food um, message getting out there. And so this is why this is becoming coming out of the woodworks. It's been around forever. When I went and first did my training, um, uh, 2006, when I did, first started doing uh, more nutritional training, like this is what I was teaching my clients back then about getting more traditional foods, getting fermented foods into your diet, avoiding the, the processed foods, and so all these things like your kombucha, your sauerkraut, and your kimchi, for those, it's becoming more mainstream is my point, so it's not something that's really new and it's just a trend it's something that's been around forever so one of the things about fermented foods is yes they can be an expensive superfood and but they don't have to be they're, they're a way of preserving foods and so when you get into making them yourself they're super cheap so things like kombucha and kefir and whey and sauerkraut are all cheap to make at home but incredibly expensive when you go to buy them so it's because of the way they're fermented that they contain up to 100 times more probiotics than a supplement. So this is massive. If you're someone who's been told you need to be taking a probiotic or you are taking one, just know that you can get off that by eating real food. And this is what I did. I was taking um, Primal Defense, Garden of Life, and I still take that occasionally, especially when I get run down. But often, the, if... If I don't have the fermented foods on hand, that's when the probiotics will come in handy for me. But nine times out of ten, it's the pro, it's the, the fermented foods that I just need to get back into my diet that can bring me back to life again because of the life of the food. And like I said, a hundred times more probiotics than in the supplement. So there's a big list of the different types of fermented foods that you could try so just remember to start off with one try it out and listen to your body and see see how it works for you so the one that I really love and that I have daily is well, at the moment I have a, I, I lie so <laughs> it went into hotel kombucha for a wee while so kombucha has just come out so to speak as in, of last week he's come out of his winter hotel and um, this is a drink containing um, a whole lot of microorganisms and if you produce it yourself it's going to again be better than a purchased one because often they can just load up the sugar in them but kombucha made at home it is really um uh what's the word you have to be brave the first time you make it because it's something new and you're not sure if it's going to work and take seven days but once you get the hang of it and you get it into your routine and you start making it You'll, you'll be away and it's so easy just to do. And I, I do it over summer 
and so now I'm, I'm pulling it out and I realized that it just didn't work through winter and particularly with our move I just put my kombucha scoby into a jar and it's been sitting at the back of the fridge all winter and I ha just haven't got them, got them out <laughs> but it was literally last week that I was like I feel like having kombucha again and this is where I'm going to start so it'll be back into my life again and so I'll be making a big batch it's fermenting on the bench now and it'll be ready to go and it's just something I make weekly and I bring it in and it's a perfect summery sort of drink great for winter as well don't get me wrong but um, for me it didn't work because we um, we moved house and I had to pack him up into a jar and put him in the in the fridge and he stayed there so <laughs> and not much bench space here so a big my big fermenting jar wasn't gonna what wasn't gonna work so another thing is sauerkraut, and this is literally fermented cabbage. Sauerkraut is the simplest form of fermented foods to make yourself. Really easy. Um, I've got videos in the online gym about how to make um, sauerkraut, go through step by step. And it can have a huge impact on like brain health, including depression and anxiety as well. Pickles are another one. Um, <laughs> I used to be called Pickle at high school. That was my nickname. <laughs> Pickles. Um, not the ones from McDonald's, but these are the only ones that can be added to a meal and it's not harsh on, it's not too harsh on the body, but if you start to, um, you know, get into making your own pickles at home and, or, or buying good quality ones, again, just look out for how they're made and what ingredients. Another one is coconut yogurt, and this is a dairy-free yogurt and it's really delicious and packed full with enzymes and probiotics and it's a great alternative for those wanting to limit their dairy intake and I was super stoked to see that in a little Fongmata New World that there was coconut yogurt on the shelf that has just turned up last week so um, it's getting more and more out there you're seeing it in supermarkets and it's great if you can't tolerate dairy like myself um, it's yeah, a great way to get that yogurt probiotic fermented food into your body Another one is miso. Do take that with a grain of salt made from fermented soybeans, but it's it's as long as it's a good quality source, miso can be good. I'm not a fan of soy products or soy much, but when fermented soybeans are treated well, grown well, they can play a good role in your health. The problem is the availability of them, and so we we find them from and um what's being provided when you do have it so the old miso on the side of your sushi may not be your best source so it's just checking again understand your food know where it comes from and this is an easy one when you get a good quality source to add it to soups and vegetables as well then another one is kimchi and this is a real spicy um, fermented cabbagey dish and it often has carrots and radishes and things in it as well and you'll see this like boost your energy and notice an improvement in your skin and your health as well. So my, those are my ones that I try and include in to, to my diet. And like I said, I generally have um, a probiotic source of food three times a day. So whether it's a tablespoon of coconut yogurt, whether it's um, some kimchi or some sauerkraut or some kombucha. So let me know what you think. What do you think of the fermented food trend? Are you trying them out? Are you getting on board? Are you noticing effect in your health? Do you, do you enjoy them? Are you afraid of them? I'd love to know what you think. Um, yeah, 
If you are wanting to be more energized and feeling much better, these are a great thing to include in your diet and to learn more about them. Don't be afraid to try really good quality food to make it yourself, get creative in the kitchen and go out there and give it a go. So until next time, keep leading a life that energizes you and go out there and do something great today.